0: Hello, hello. It's Marissa and you are listening to From Boise. Today's story is about skateboarding in Boise. I've lived here long enough that I remember when Rhodes was being redesigned and um, just a couple weeks ago, I went to the grand opening for our new skate park and I've been going there a little bit ever since. And it just occurred to me that the view of skating has changed again. (laughs) And I kinda started to wonder what skating was like in Boise, you know, before me and before I had really a a sense of it. So I got curious and wrote this story. So enjoy, this is Skateboarding in Boise. Earlier this month, the city of Boise held a grand opening for Molinar Skate Park. It's the fifth skate park in Boise and one of 11 skate parks in the Treasure Valley. In the past decade, Boise has built a massive regional skate park, hosted three X Games qualifiers, built a new neighborhood skate spot, and in the next decade, there's plans to build even more. It seems that the city and the community are fully on board with skateboarding, but skating in Boise wasn't always like this. When skateboards first hit the streets and sidewalks of Boise in the early 1960s, people thought it was just a fad, even a nuisance. A brief history of skateboarding in Boise. Skateboarding, or sidewalk surfing as it was called back then, started in California in the late 50s, and by the early 60s, it had made its way to Boise. Kids, teens, and adults took up the activity, and soon people of all ages were skateboarding in the streets and parks around Boise. In May of 1965, Boise City Council passed a skateboarding ordinance banning skating in the majority of Ann Morrison Park. Then Park Superintendent Gordon Bowen told the Idaho Statesman, quote, this area, intended primarily as a place for passive recreation, has been anything but since the invasion of the skateboarders. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Days after news of the ban broke, about a thousand skaters from Boise Junior and senior high schools and Boise Junior College gathered in the park to peacefully protest the ban. They held their skateboards and handmade signs. The protest clashed with a yearbook signing party from Bora High and cops were called. North junior high student and skater Fred Roberts told the statesman, quote, we just want to be allowed to skate when and wherever it is safe. We can't use the school playgrounds because it's against the rules. Then Boise police captain Gus Oresti, not kidding. <laughs> His last name is Gus Oresti, told the paper that the skate protest was, quote, a whole lot of foolishness and that the cops showed up to, quote, protect the kids who were behaving themselves and acting like adults. A series of editorials were submitted to the Statesman, making a case for and against where skateboarding should be allowed. By the 70s, Boise skateboarders were riding at Americana Skate Park, Ramp Ranch, the Tidy Bowl, which was an abandoned pool on Boise Ave, on homemade ramps and down parking garages. There was a local skate team sponsored by budget tapes and records, and the debate of where to skate waged on. In 1987, city council banned skateboarding in five areas of downtown Boise. The plan had been to ban skateboarding in 29 blocks of downtown Boise, but about 100 skaters showed up to the city council meeting and a compromise was made. As the next decade rolled around, wheels down and dismount zones were being adopted in cities from Boise to LA, and the media had taken a sudden interest in skate-related injuries. Skate culture evolved in the early 90s too. Street skating, skate videos, increasingly difficult tricks, and professional skate teams were happening. And so was true in Boise. Building a Skate Scene Lori Wright and Lori Amber opened Newton Herald's in 1985. Originally, it was a new and used sporting goods store, but when Lori and Lori began snowboarding in 1990, they saw an opportunity to open a snowboard-specific store in Boise, much like George's had done for cycling. Newton Herald's quickly incorporated skateboards as both scenes were growing in tandem locally. For the next 30 years newton Herald supported generations of boise skaters and snowboarders it was the place to buy gear hang out watch skate videos and be a part of the local scene newton heralds had skate and snowboard teams and they employed hundreds of skaters and snowboarders over the years as the scene was growing so was the need for places to skate glenn rhodes a former ada county highway district commissioner heard about business owners running off skateboarders from downtown areas He consulted his 16-year-old neighbor, who took him around to local skate spots and showed him what features skateboarders liked. In 1992, Rhodes came up with a plan for a multi-use park and persuaded the county and the city to designate a site for people to skate and recreate. A 1.2-acre site was selected between 15th and 16th streets under the I-184 connector. For the next three years, from 1993 to 1995, Rhodes worked tirelessly to fundraise, organize, and build the park. He framed the site, poured concrete, and installed fencing himself, and he coordinated all other construction. Over the next 23 years, Boise skaters would use and work on the park, adding ramps, a flat bar, a fun box, a few ledges, and a beloved brick bank. I talked to Lucas Erlebach, a local skater who grew up in Star and is now the co-owner of Push and Pour and Americana Pizza he told me quote roads was kind of a do-it-yourself skate park growing up we would go there and then just kind of skate around town end quote while rhodes worked on the multi-use park a group of local skaters worked with the city of boise to design fort boise skate park which opened in 1999 it was the first park in boise created specifically for skateboarding the progress was palpable but the tension around skateboarding remained and in 1998 city council went on to ban skateboarding in a 60 block area of downtown boise In the grand scheme, skateboarding kind of blew up in the late 90s and into the 2000s. It was the debut of the X Games, Tony Hawk's pro skater video game. Big brands like Nike and Adidas started sponsoring skaters, and some of the most iconic skate videos dropped, like Baker 3, Yeah Right, Mouse, Sorry, etc. In short, skateboarding was popular and becoming more visible to mainstream media. It was an important time for skateboarding in boise too by this point conversations about where people should skate have been happening for 40 plus years there were community members and business owners on both sides of this argument but skate supporters relentlessly worked to advocate for and legitimize skating plus there was a whole generation of skaters that had grown up through all of this and were now adults that were working living starting families and still skating in boise Paul Whitworth and Greg Coule are part of that generation who grew up skating in Boise in the late 80s. They were involved in building Fort Boise in the late 90s and worked at Newton Herald's for years. In 2004, Paul and Greg opened Prestige Skate Shop. They were inspired by what Lori and Lori had built with Newton Herald's and by other local shops like Matt Allen's BBC, Boise Board Company. And they wanted to have a shop of their own. Prestige quickly became a pillar within Boise's skate scene. Paul told me, quote, In the beginning, we worked with this group of kids that were really just so focused and had these big goals. I've always said that we are just kind of like a stage, you know, we just happen to be there for people to do their thing, skateboarding, and we would just help them out to do those things, end quote. For 19 years and counting, Prestige has sponsored local skaters, put out skate videos, and created community amongst generation of Boise skaters, all while advocating for more skate spots around the valley and outfitting locals and visitors with decks and gear, of course. As Lucas said, quote, they have kind of kept the scene alive for the last 19 years, and they still are, end quote. Redesigning roads. Perhaps the most important turning point in Boise skateboarding was the redesign of Road Skate Park. First and foremost, because it became one of the biggest and best skate parks in the Northwest. And second, because it brought Boise's skate scene and the overall culture to the forefront. And this time it was in a positive light. In 2005, a crew of local skaters, skate supporters, and business owners got together to give Rhodes a facelift. For more than 10 years, the group worked to raise funds and awareness, which eventually led to a generous donation from the J.A. Catherine and Albertson Family Foundation. The support from JCAF and the city allowed for the construction and completion of Rhodes Skate Park in 2016. The project also spawned the formation of the Boise Skateboard Association. Paul told me, quote, we always knew that there was this potential for roads to be like what it is now. Having a skate spot under a bridge is a really coveted thing, end quote. The new road skate park covers the same 1.28 acres that was originally designated, but this park was designed by Gridline Skate Parks out of Seattle and in collaboration with local skaters. Rhodes has over 40,000 square feet of skatable space with all kinds of features like bowls, rails, vert walls, ledges, stairs, hubbas, and red curbs galore. There's something for beginners to rippers at Rhodes. It's a top contender for the largest skate park in the entire Northwest, rivaling only Lincoln City in Oregon. The year after Rhodes was completed, Boise was selected to host the X Games park qualifiers at Rhodes and did so for three years in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Paul told me, quote, Rhodes ended up being a game changer. It was such a success. There's always tons of kids and people down there. It's really the project that helped us get the momentum to work on these new projects, he said, referring to the new Molinar skate park. Boise's skate scene. We have some fantastic skateboarders in Boise right now, Paul told me. He went on to express that in addition to the level of talent in Boise's skate scene, what's especially cool about it is that people don't feel like they have to leave Boise to level up. He told me, quote, For the longest time, Boise didn't really have much to offer for skateboarding. Once you got through high school, you had to move somewhere like San Francisco or Portland. Now it's really sick here. Everyone's like, I'm not going anywhere, which is a really different thing. Because for so long, it was just like, man, I can't wait to get out of here, end quote. Things like roads and Molinar undoubtedly help with skateboarder retention, but so do places like Push and Pour, Americana Pizza, and JD's Bodega, to name a few. All of those businesses are owned and operated by local skaters that grew up here. They employ local skaters, and they do various things to advocate for and support our local skate community. Skatefort during Treefort Music Fest has grown to be a massive event. In the early days, Skatefort was basically just some ramps and rails on Grove Street, but since Rhodes was redesigned, Fort has transformed into a multi-day skating and live music event. DJs and punk bands perform in the middle of the park, while professional and local skateboarders, roller skaters, and scooter kids buzz around in organized chaos. The momentum of skateboarding in Boise right now is undeniable, but as the Treasure Valley continues to grow and present more needs, challenges, and opportunities, where does skateboarding fit into the mix? The Future of Skateboarding in Boise. Everyone that I talked to for this story had the same general consensus about the future of skating in Boise. Skating in Boise is pretty rad, and we still need more places to skateboard. Lucas said, quote, if Boise's trajectory stays on plan for skating, it will be a mecca for skate parks in the nation. He noted that Boise's temperamental weather makes it easier to maintain skate parks compared to our neighboring states like Oregon and Washington that have more rain and snow. As I mentioned, Boise just got its fifth skate park, Molinar. Last year, a skate spot opened in Bowler Park. And in the near future, there's plans to build a skate spot in Ivy Wild Park in southeast Boise and a skate park at Expo Idaho in Garden City within boise's parks master plan there's also ideas for skate dots at morris hill park on the bench and at catalpa park over in the collister neighborhood a quick vocab note there's a few different types of skate parks these days a skate dot is a small informal skate area usually within a park or some sort of existing infrastructure A skate spot is a small skate park, usually 3,000 square feet or smaller, and typically has one or two skate features. A skate park is bigger. Those are usually over 8,000 square feet and have multiple skate features. And a regional skate park is over 20,000 square feet. So that would be like roads. Okay, back to the story. The Boise Skateboard Association is on a mission to get more places to skate in neighborhoods around the valley. The BSA is run by Josh Davis, who owns JD's Bodega and helps organize skate for amongst many other things. Paul and Greg from Prestige, Lucas from Push and Poor, Lori from Newton Herald's and a handful of other cool Boiseans are on the board of directors, too. Lucas told me, quote, you have to remember that not everyone is a crazy skateboarder. We have to have the other skate parks for, you know, the little girl or the little boy that wants to learn to skate and not be so intimidated. I think that's key having those smaller skate parks and even these neighborhood dots. It's just such a good community builder and just all around character builder. End quote. Paul and Greg echoed Lucas. The next step for Boise is smaller skate spots in neighborhoods, parks, and even schools. Paul said, quote, I want to see all the neighborhood parks have some kind of skate feature, even if it's pretty small. I would love to see that just to maintain what's been happening now and keep things rolling. End quote. Greg brought up Camel's Back Park as a great place to put a skate spot. He told me, quote, the median user group for skateboarding is maybe like 11 to 17, and in a park like Camel's Back, there's really nothing for them. It's so unfortunate. There really isn't anything in cities catered towards that age group, end quote. Remember the 1965 skater protest in Ann Morrison Park that I mentioned earlier? What stood out to me most when reading those articles was not the changes over the last 58 years. What caught my attention more was two things that seemed to have not changed. One is how we, as a society, treat teenagers. So often adults want teenagers to act like adults, but teenagers are fundamentally not adults. The cop responding to that protest in 1965 said that the police showed up to, quote, protect the kids acting like adults. We are constantly telling teenagers what they can't do and where they can't be. Don't do this, don't do that. Yet we don't build or create any sort of space for teenagers to just be teenagers. The other thing that I realized that had not changed since 1965, skateboarding is still not allowed at schools. Why not? I'm sure it's some liability, blah, blah. But think about it. If schools had some sort of little skate feature, neighborhood kids would be all over it. It would be where kids could learn to skate without being intimidated at a bigger park like roads, where they could meet other people of different ages and backgrounds. It could be where parents could teach their kids to skate. It's safe. Schools are usually smack dab in the middle of a residential area, meaning kids could get there without driving or having to rely on someone else to get them there. And schools are pretty much a ghost town all summer. So why don't we add some little skate spots to schools? As Paul said, quote, to have something for teenage kids to do is really important. Skate parks are kind of like a playground for teenagers and grown men and women, he added with a smile. So whether you skate or not, I think it's important to know that Boise's skate community is a key part of Boise's culture, economy, and trajectory. Will Boise become a skateboard mecca? I guess we'll have to just wait and see. If you enjoyed this story, I encourage you to check out the newsletter version too, because I've got some great photos and skate videos from people in Boise from like the 60s all the way to now. Um, It's really cool just to see the change and... Also, I like watching skate videos. <laughs> um also in the newsletter, I have a list of all of our local skate parks and skate related businesses for you to check out. You can find the newsletter in your inbox or at fromboise.com. All right, thanks for listening.